Hi, this is Bannon Backus here before the show to announce the winner of the first annual Orbits giveaway. Our contestants were Ashley, Carl, Diane, Katie, Nikki, and Tanya. And the winner of the first annual Orbits giveaway, as randomly selected through wheelofnames.com, not a sponsor, is Tanya. Tanya from Michigan, congratulations. You're the winner of the first annual Orbits giveaway, and I'll be reaching out to you to make arrangements for you to receive your very own vintage unopened bottle of pineapple banana cherry coconut flavored Orbits. Congratulations. Whatever you do, don't drink it unless you film yourself doing so for both entertainment and insurance purposes. Thanks to Tanya and everyone else who participated. This was a lot of fun to do, so we'll definitely be doing something like this again in the future. So stay tuned, and remember to stay up to date on things like this. Be sure to follow the Facebook page for The Gone Show. And as always, rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the show is a great and easy way to support what we do. And speaking of what we do, without further ado, I will leave you to The Gone Show. Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. Tonight, we'll be talking about something that makes for quite a sight. That's right, we'll be talking about the monocle. The Gone Show. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening and thank you for joining us for the Gone Show. Jay Stewart, John Mad Jack Mitten, and Conroy Pike are with me tonight. By way of quick introductions, Jay is a brain in a jar. Hello. John passed away in the United Kingdom in 1834 and now manifests himself as an oversized mouth and mustache. Yes, oversized. And let me tell you, bigger is better. Uh Uh-huh. And Conroy is not only a delivery man, but according to many, the best courier that there is. To quote William Arthur Ward... Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. So please accept this present of my heartfelt thanks. My pleasure, Conroy. How have you been? Well, because the open road is my home, I can say that I've been spending a lot of time at home. But I cannot say that I've been going stir-crazy. How many miles would you say that you travel in a year, Conroy? Now that's an interesting question. I suppose I should know the answer, but I don't. And that's because I gauge my travels by the promises I've made. Now that is interesting. Yes, sir. Every delivery that I make is the result of a promise that I've made to make that delivery. The mileage is unimportant. What's important to me is the keeping of those promises. I'm reminded of a stanza from a poem by Robert Frost. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep. That's very beautiful. You knew if I went by promises broken, I'd be quite a world traveler. Yeah, I would imagine. The same as if you went by laws broken. 
Hearts broken. Contracts broken. All right. I believe that you've made your point. Oh, sir. Well, in that case, I guess we can move on to our subject this evening. And as a matter of fact, it might be about something that you've experienced firsthand, John. Oh, really? Does it have to do with something being broken? Not ideally, because tonight we'll be discussing monocles. Oh, the monocle. You know, when I was younger, I occasionally made myself to look extremely dapper by accessorizing with a quizzing glass. And after the monocle became more popular... I was sure to have a few of them on hand as well. Ever the trendsetter, huh, John? It was simply a matter of me not having the time to waste on something that might not turn into a trend. Well, you also mentioned the quizzing glass, so for those unfamiliar, we had better define our terms. Something that's also helpful to do at the beginning of a debate. True. So, for those unfamiliar, a monocle is a corrective lens that is not partnered with a second lens, like glasses. Instead, a monocle is secured primarily by the orbit of a person's eye to aid the vision in that eye. Now, I was unfamiliar with the term orbit in this context, so in case anyone else is too, an orbit is just the cavity of a skull that houses an eye. That is an interesting term in that context. I might use it one day to catch an optometrist by surprise. Yes, you could make your optometrist wide-eyed. <laughs> Now, John also mentioned a quizzing glass, which is similar to a monocle, but instead of being secured in front of an eye by its eye socket, a quizzing glass features a handle and is designed to be held in front of an eye by hand for short periods of time. Now, I've never worn a monocle, and until now, I've never known anyone who's worn one. Monocles look very uncomfortable. Is that the case, John? They could be somewhat disagreeable, but so can I, don't you know? Oh, we know, John. But the discomfort was a small price to pay for how smashing one would make you look. Unfortunately for John, uh, who passed away in the first half of the 19th century, there were some advancements made to the monocle leading up to the 20th century. Really? Too bad? Don't feel too bad. In my experience, it's always better to be too early than too late. Some of those advancements to the monocle included something called a gallery, which is an attachment that works with an eye socket, like we talked about earlier, but also positions the lens away from the eye so that the lashes of that eye are less likely to hit the lens. You know, I used to have thick, beautiful eyelashes. I could have started a windstorm just by blinking rapidly. Really? Well, for what it's worth, John, I'd much prefer your spiritual form to include your eyes instead of your mouth. And are you trying to start a row with me tonight? I'm sorry, John. You are absolutely right. For some reason, I guess I'm just feeling a little punchy tonight. You cheeky bugger. All right, well, to give myself a chance to regain a sense of decorum, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Are you tired of jib-jubs? Are you through with dib-dubs? Is your life nothing more than a zib-zub? Then, <coughs> might be just the thing that you need is 100% free of harmful Gork Norks and powered exclusively by Bork Lorks and York Talks. So don't settle for Shucknuck. The next time that you need Huck Suck, get and get on with your Muck. 
My name is Fred Castor, and as a woodworker, one of the great joys of my life is to see my work being used. That's why I founded Woodware, the store for men and women that sells exclusively clothing made almost entirely out of wood. For men, we offer a complete line of both business and casual clothing. From our collection of teak ties, available in a variety of stains, to our popular poplar t-shirts. And ladies, thanks to our complete line of Douglas fur coats, you need no longer choose between staying warm and looking stylish. Speaking of style, also be sure to check out our collection of birch brassiers, all of which have been sanded by our team of expert woodworkers with 1000 grit sandpaper to eliminate any chance of splinters. Search for Woodware online and find a Woodware location near you. The next time that you need to buy clothing, don't get snagged by textiles. Go against the grain with Woodware. Welcome back to the Gone Show. Yes, the Gone Show is back. Welcome. Joining me this evening are Jay Stewart, John Mitten, and Conroy Pike, and we've been discussing monocles. Now, Conroy, I know that you're well-traveled. Have you ever seen anyone wearing a monocle? Unfortunately, my greatest familiarity with the monocle comes from Mr. Peanut, as part of my effort to maintain a healthy diet behind the wheel. Right, with Mr. Peanut, of course, being the mascot of planters. You nuts. And we were having such a pleasant conversation. Hello, caller. Have I reached through telephone the Gone Show studio? Yes, you have. This is Bannon Backus, the host of the show. And whom do I have the pleasure of speaking to? A light in darkness. A skeleton key for doors that few should open. A map to navigate the fringes. I am Dr. Arturo Bellerophon. Well, I believe that I need a new introduction, Dr. Arturo Bellerophon. Uh, I'm afraid I'm not familiar with either you or your work. Whereas I am familiar with both you and your work. Sounds like you have a fan. Good for you. Yeah, thanks. I have watched both you and your work with The Gone Show with great interest. Your willingness to discuss the bizarre and dark features of this whirling world that we all cling to is of great interest to me. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that you enjoy the program. And I suppose it's true that our discussions on different topics do sometimes take us to some unexpected and unusual places. An unexpected detour is nothing to be afraid of. Indeed. And it is the bravery with which you discuss even the darkest of detours that I so greatly admire. For example... The simple fact that you and your guests during the recording of an earlier episode survived an encounter with the forces behind the beverage orbits has earned you my respect. Let's refrain from using the O word. Well, thank you for your compliments, Dr. Bellerophon. I I don't think that our explorations of topics are as harrowing as you might think, but I appreciate your generosity. Ha ha! Never lose that modesty. Agree. 
To quote Diogenes, modesty is the color of virtue. That's very nice of you to say. I don't know if I agree with it, but uh, uh, Dr. Bellerophon, what um, has you giving us a call? Ah, yes, the crux of the matter. I am contacting you because I understand that you're now recording an episode about monocles. Yes, that's correct. I wanted to let you know that after six months of following a trail of rumors and dead ends that eventually led me to a remote area of Norway, I discovered a metal-rimmed glass lens measuring nearly two feet in diameter. Now, now, Dr. Bellerophon, that sounds essentially like an oversized monocle. Is that you, Jay? Yes, that, that was me. Quite right. And I must say, I am very much a fan of yours and the way in which you've managed to cheat death. Thank you. It's very nice of you to say so. Yes, a tad ironic, though. All of the cheating I've done, and I wasn't able to cheat death. That sounded like the one and only Mad Jack. Let me say, I'm a huge admirer of yours as well. You may not have cheated death, and may only be able to manifest yourself as an oversized mouth and mustache. But you're still raising hell in the physical plane of existence. And I admire that. Well, at least someone appreciates my hell-raising. It's a lot easier to appreciate from a distance. Ha <laughs> ha! The good-natured taunts. So, Dr. Bellerophon, if it's your contention that you've found an oversized monocle, uh, what significance do you attribute to that? It leads me to believe that, one, giants have existed in history, and two, because of the relatively pristine appearance of this artifact, at least one race of giants are alive and well today. Well, if you'll forgive me, Doctor, that seems like quite a conjecture. I do have supporting evidence, but I know that you must be nearing the conclusion of tonight's show. So I'll just add that my experience in matters like these also leads me to believe its authenticity. Dr. Bellerophon, this is Conroy Pike. Ah, hello, Conroy. I always enjoy your appearances on the show. Well, thank you very much. Now, Doctor, you've made an appeal to your experience, and your earlier introduction certainly speaks volumes. Are we to understand that your expertise lies with the paranormal, supernatural, and the like? Well spoken as usual, Conroy. Yes, suffice it to say that I have spent my entire life investigating those things that most people either do not believe in or do not want to believe in. Well, that sounds like a very interesting line of work. Interesting, yes, but as a result... 
I have also witnessed things that have stopped my heart and turned my unspent urine cold. Dr. Bellerophon, I apologize, but I seem to keep hearing a sound from your end of the line in the background. Ah, yes. That would be my mother. Say hello, mother. It was from my dearest mother that I became inspired by what has become my life's work. And despite being confined to a motorized wheelchair and largely nonverbal, her indomitable spirit allows her to always join me in my travels. Good evening, Mother Bellerophon. Now, Jay, don't you go getting any ideas, you smooth talker, you. Well, I, 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 no, I, I would never presume to. How about that? I never knew that a brain could blush. Well, it's uh, been a pleasure talking to you, Dr. Bellerophon, but like you said, it's uh, getting close to the end of the show, so I'll have to let you and uh, your mother go. But um, please, uh, feel free to call in again. I'm sure we'd enjoy hearing from you. It would be my great pleasure to reach out through telephone again if I feel as though I have something to contribute to that evening's topic. And rest assured, I'll be continuing to listen with great interest to you and your guests. Beba, beba. Sounds good. Uh, Goodbye, Doctor. Uh, Mother Bellerophon, thanks for the call. May the black light of tonight provide you with clarity and warmth. Can that individual still hear us? No, I hung up. Why? That man sounds like an absolute nutter. (laughs) He seems a tad eccentric, but he's a fan of the show. And a fan of yours, I might add. Well... I suppose no one is completely insane. Dr. Bellerophon does seem like an interesting gentleman. Uh, But we really are running short on time, so we're going to jump right into any last-minute thoughts that you might have on monocles. Jay? I approve of anything that can improve the quality of life. So I'm happy for those who are able to see better because of the monocle. John? If I'm being completely honest, everything else about tonight pales in comparison to seeing our own Jay Stewart blush. Insightful, as always, John. How about you, Conroy? Whether talking about monocles or glasses, I'm reminded of the good advice given by Aaron Hill. Don't call the world dirty because you forgot to clean your glasses. All right, well, there you have it, the monocle. It may have been made obsolete with advances in optometry and a greater acceptance of the wearing of glasses, but there's no doubt that the monocle remains a recognizable piece from a time that for most of us, might be a bit blurry. I'd like to thank my guests, as well as Dr. Bellerophon and his mother, I suppose, for their call. Thank you for listening, and until next time, good evening and good gone. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show is a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.